welcoming the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preparing a people for the kingdom of heaven, preserving a posterity for the glory of God. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Key of David podcast being brought to you by the Watchman of the Wall Ministries. I'm your host, Charles, and I praise the Lord above for another opportunity to speak to you. Rather, another opportunity for God to speak to you through myself, that I represent God well. That's been my prayer before the podcast started. It's my prayer now that I represent the Father well, that I represent Jesus well, that I represent the Holy Spirit well on this podcast because, listener, He's the only one that will make a difference. He's the only one that can change things. He's the only one that can take the time that we have together and give it eternal purpose. Give it a reason for you to keep going forward in your faith, to fight that good fight, to stay on course, to, to do the best that you can, and with God's help, do more than your best to help others make it home to Jesus. That's what my desire is. That's what your desire is, is to make it home. And while we're at making it home, let's help other people make it home so that we can all rejoice when we get to heaven. While I'm welcoming you to the podcast, I want to welcome my brother, minister, that helps me with this podcast, Brother Scott. Scott, how are you doing this evening? I am doing wonderful this evening. Enjoying the presence of the Lord, Charles. Enjoying what... uh, He's been saying and what he's going to say on this podcast, and I can't wait to hear it and uh, just rejoicing in the fact that we got we got hope. If, if we're born again for walking in his spirit, we got hope and uh, in a world full of hopelessness. That means a lot. And I just can't wait to hear uh, what he's going to say. It's wonderful to be working with you again. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Um, we are doing this podcast on a different day than we usually do it. But I know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it doesn't matter when we come together. I know that we're recording this, but God is not limited by time and space. He's not limited by the same dimension that we live in, but he lives in an outside and inside every dimension. He's going to take what we say, the time that we have on this podcast and he's going to anoint it. And when I'm trusting that when the listener hears what we're saying, that it's as fresh as if they were there with us while we were doing it live. Scott. But, yeah. uh, before, and I just wanted to read a scripture that was laid on my heart before we get into the material of the podcast. It comes from the book of Hebrews chapter two. Verses three and four, and it's powerful. It says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. So the writer of Hebrews was saying, We have such a great salvation, not only in word, but in truth and in signs, in wonders, in miracles, and in gifts of the Holy Spirit. Scott, we don't serve a dead God. We serve a living God. Amen. There are a lot of people out there that are preaching from a dead book and they're preaching about dead gods, dead people that have long gone. 
and are no longer making any difference. And they're preaching those words like they're going to make a difference in their lives. But we know the truth that not only do we have the word of God from ancient times, but his word is still alive and well as powerful today as the day that it was pinned down by the first person who wrote it. And God himself is going to bear witness today, just like he did before with signs and wonders in this world, with glorifying his name. And I'm trusting he's going to do the same with this podcast, that not only are we going to speak about his word, but his spirit, his anointing, that same anointing that bore witness with those in the Bible, that same anointing that caused those wonders, those miracles, those gifts of the Holy Spirit to be alive and real, and to bear witness that the salvation that we have is true and alive, I'm praying is going to be loosed on this podcast as well. Amen. Scott, before, before we get started, that's what I want you to pray. I want you to pray not only for that list of people that we have on our hearts that God will move in their lives, but I want you to pray that the same God who bore witness with the writers of the Gospels, with the writers of the Word of God, with the first church generation, and how they went about doing wonders and miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit were present in their life, that same Spirit and that same anointing will be in this podcast in our lives as well today. Would you pray for us? I will pray. And, and Charles, I want to tell everybody that listens to this podcast, I've got, I've got good news. It don't matter what situation that you're in. I'm going to debunk the rumor right now. If you're listening to this podcast, listen to me just a minute. I know what you're going through is tough. Some of you that listen to this podcast might think that there is no hope. Now, this is what the devil loves to tell everyone. Situation that you're in will never change. There is no hope. You can't come back. Now, I, I want to read just a passage. I know you've read a passage of Scripture, Charles. I'm going to read one real quick that debunks this myth. This is who you're serving today. If you're listening to this podcast, this is who we're going to point you to. This is who you're serving. I'm going to quickly read it. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave, talking about Lazarus, four days already. Now, Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them professional mourners they were come to comfort them concerning their brother then martha as soon as she heard that jesus was coming went out and met him but mary sat still in the house then said martha unto jesus lord if thou hadst been here my brother had not died now charles there's a lot of christians today a lot of folks that's what they're saying i run into if jesus would have came at a certain time before mm -hmm then I wouldn't be in the shape that I'm in. I'm going to read just a little bit further. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Listen to this. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop right there. Because it's not a day that we're serving, Charles, and it's it's not a time because we serve a God who can raise from the dead. We're, I know we're talking about healing and miracles today, but we're still serving a God who can raise from the dead any situation, even when it's far gone. Even with a man laying in a tomb for four days, deader than a doorknob, he raised 
All he did was walk up to the tomb, call him back out. And he comes walking in his grave clothes. That's what I want to tell you today. Whatever problem that you're serving, he is never too late. He's a God that will invade, Charles. He will invade your time and space if you really want him to. He'll invade your problem if you really want him to. All you got to do is call on him. And that's what we're going to do right here. We're going to pray for these people. I wanted you to have that faith booster because it's never too late to call on the Lord with your problem. Never too late. Let me, let me pray again for Jeremiah still on my heart. I'm going to go through this fairly quickly and then we're going to pray. Still praying for Jeremiah, still praying for David and his wife. She's still uh, much, much better, much better uh, outcomes are coming from the doctor, but she's still battling that cancer. So we're praying for her. We're praying for Amanda right now who's suffering from high blood pressure. We're praying for her, praying for David and for his finances still. We're praying for uh, Melissa still. We're praying for Hunter. We're praying for Ben. We're praying for Rachel. I'm calling the names out to the Lord. We're praying for Madison. We're praying for, this is another Amanda who wrote in. We're still praying for you. We're praying for Trey. And we're praying for Larry today. All these people are going to come up before the Lord. And I want you to, I want you to do a little something for me. Quick, I'm trying to hurry. But I want you to do a little something for me. You that's listening to this podcast, wherever you may be, whatever you may be doing at the moment, I want you to pray like this. And please just humor me. I want you to praise him. Right here, right now. I don't want you to think about your problem. I want you to give that problem to God. I want you to just say, here it is, Lord. And now I want you to praise him. I want you to love on him like the thing's already done. And and I I want you to just hear me out. Praise him and give him glory. Love on Jesus as if if he was standing right in front of you right now. Let's praise him for what he's going to do and what he's already done because he's a worthy God and he's going to take care of these situations and he's going to take care of these people. Father, we thank you today. We praise you, Jesus, because you are still King of Kings. You are still Lord of Lords. You are still high and lifted up and your train still fills the temple. Lord, you are the father of lights and there is none above you. There is no problem bigger than you. There is no demon that holds sway or power over you. We worship you today because you are king of kings and Lord of lords. Heaven is still your throne and earth is but your footstool. You hold the kingdoms of men in your hands. God, you still tear down and lift up kingdoms in this day. There is not a ruler. There is not a king that stands in a stead today on this planet that is not by your hand, and you control them as puppets on a string. And, Father, we glorify you and we lift you because there's not a star that falls from heaven. There's not a bird that falls out of the sky. There's not a lily in the valley that's waving naked that you don't clothe. And we glorify you and we lift you up. Jesus, we love you, lover of souls. As the Song of Solomon states, oh, Lord, is your breast worthy of praise and honor. Father, we glorify you today because you alone love us with a love that's never ending. Father, you went all the way to Calvary's tree. And without a murmur, without a whimper, you gave 
gave your life for us so that we could have life and that abundantly. We glorify you, Jesus. Today, today, your sacrifice on that tree is not going to go in vain. Me and Charles and everyone that listens to this podcast (laughs) are lifting up a voice. We're lifting up a hand, and we're glorifying you because you are still in control. God, you are powerful over cancer. You are powerful over finances. There is nothing that you cannot do. You can still cause a man to come out of the grave four days dead or walk on the water without because you are that powerful and God we glorify you we lift you up we're not going to concern ourselves today with the problem I've looked at that problem long enough today I've worried about that problem long enough today I'm going to praise you I'm going to glorify you because you're going to put me a God on dry ground you're going to cause me to walk between the waters and into a valley flowing with milk and honey and we glorify you Jesus We lift you up. We praise you. We love you, God. I know our love's imperfect. I know our love is full of faults and failures, but we still love you. We glorify you. We thank you, Jesus, for who you are, most importantly, because that'll never change. We glorify you, Jesus. Thank you once again, Lord. Touch this podcast. You are already here, but I thank you for being in this podcast. I thank you for touching it. I thank you for what you're going to do for everyone. Touch Charles, and I'll give you the praise again in Jesus' name. And amen. Amen, amen. Ah, You said it best when you said it in your prayers, God. He is already here. And I felt the proclamations coming from your spirit because you had an audience with God. And I want the listeners to get this that if they will get into their prayer closet and they will begin to love on God and remind God of his goodness, remind God of his greatness. It's not that God doesn't know. He already knows, but he loves to hear his children brag on him. He loves to hear us talk about his greatness and his goodness and his faithfulness. It moves his heart. And you have been crying out, listener, in your situation. You've been asking God to move in your problems. But I'm here to tell you, just like Scott said, if you will lay aside your problems, if you will lay aside your worries, if you will lay aside your burden and come to God with a heart full of love, praise on your lips, worship in your heart, begin to magnify God, stir him up, move him by your praise, that will cause God to act on yeah. your behalf. The spirit of the living God will move in your life when you get God's attention. And what gets God's attention? You loving on him. You Amen. praising him. You worshiping him. And if you'll notice when Scott prayed, while he was giving God praise and worship, the change that happened in the air around you, the praise that it, it created an atmosphere where God lives. Yeah. And that's what I feel today, Scott, is we have created an atmosphere where God feels welcome and God's spirit is on the move. So I already know he's present in this podcast and I cannot wait to hear what he's got to say to me, to you, to each and every person listening. Amen. Thank you for a good prayer. Thank you, spirit, for being here. Thank you, God, for how wonderful you truly are. We could go on and on about how God is good and how God is (laughs) good. But we are going to get into the material that God has for us today, Scott. 
I believe with all my heart, God has something to say today because of the subject that we're going to be on. We have a magnificent God that is full of healing and miracles. And that's the subject for today. But mm. before we get into it, we're going to refresh our memories. We're going to remind ourselves of what we've been talking about. Scott, we've been in the series for 12 weeks now on the person and ministry of the Holy Spirit. For 12 weeks, we've been talking about the third person of the Trinity. For 12 weeks, we've been telling the listener that what they need in their lives more than anything is the presence of the Holy Ghost. Mm. Because in his presence, there is fullness of joy. In his presence is everything we need. In his presence is all the answers we've been praying for. In his presence is all the needs that we need met. In his presence is joy unspeakable and full of glory. And I want the listeners to grab a hold of this series, get that person in ministry of the Holy Spirit involved in their life, create an intimate fellowship and relationship with the Holy Spirit where yes. he speaks to them, moves in their lives. They feel his presence as they walk through the day. That's my goal. That's my, that is my goal in this series. And that's why we've spent so much time on it. And we're almost done with the series, but we still got quite a bit to say about the Holy Spirit. Or rather, he has quite a bit to say about himself. Mm. And we're going to continue today on the gifts of the Spirit. Now, Scott, we've been in the series for 12 weeks, but we've been on the gifts of the Spirit for five weeks. And today we're going to talk about the gifts of healing and miracles. But just to remind us, would you read the first 11 verses of chapter 12 in 1 Corinthians for us? 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles, carried away into these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Amen. Thank you, Scott. Now, just like Scott wrote, uh, read, we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Now, just to remind us, the first one that's mentioned, the word of wisdom, we talked about the word of wisdom and how it is the supernatural expounding of the written word of God and how God wants you to understand his language. He wants to know, he wants you to know what language he will speak to you in, and it's his written word. And that gift of the Spirit, the word of wisdom, it gives you the ability to understand 
the hidden manna that is written in the word of God. The Holy Spirit will help you to do that. He will illuminate the word of God for you. Then the second one, the word of knowledge, that is the supernatural ability to hear the spoken word of the Holy Spirit. He will give you specific direction of your own life. He will even speak to you specifically about others' lives, but he will always get the glory. But you have your written word, Scott. You have the spoken word. Now, those two together, an operation in your life will lead to the third one, which we mentioned last time, and that was faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you have the working of the word of wisdom, when you have the working of the word of knowledge in your life, when you are seeking God through his word, not only written, but spoken, the only thing that can result in that is faith and not mm -hmm. the, not the faith Scott that is given to everyone, but the supernatural faith that causes things to change. Matter of fact, the supernatural faith that causes the next two gifts that we're going to talk about today, the gift of healing mentioned in verse nine and the gift of miracles mentioned in verse 10. Scott, I believe with one of the reasons why God was so excited at the beginning of this podcast and why we felt the presence of God so strongly when you were praying is because of what we're going to talk about. He is a God of healing he is a God of miracles. He is alive and well, and he wants to show himself strong. The Bible yes. declares the eyes of the Lord go to and fro upon the whole earth, seeking someone he can show himself strong to. And Scott, these are the signs that are supposed to follow them that believe. Jesus declared it right before he left this world. He declared to the church. He said, these shines shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. In my name, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In my name. And you know what, Scott? We don't see mighty miracles and healings today like they did in the first church generation. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but let's talk exactly about what healing and miracles are. Scott, there are a lot of examples of healing and miracles in the word of God. Now we could go back into the old Testament if we wanted to and talk about the miracles and the healings that took place there. But the ones that I really wanted to talk about are the ones found in the gospels first done by our Lord and savior Jesus. And those also done by the disciples that were, that followed Jesus to preach the word of God. You know, it says in the book of Matthew chapter four that Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And he wrought many miracles, Scott. And yes. in Matthew nine, it also talks about how Jesus went about doing good and working miracles and healings. It says that he went through the cities and the villages, teaching in the synagogue, preaching the gospel, healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Scott, the gifts of healing and miracles are supposed to be in operation in the believer's life, just like they were in the Lord's life. And the Lord said, think the same things that you see me do, you will do and greater works. will you do than I do because I go to my father. Now, the reason he said that Scott is because Jesus knew as soon as he was 
back to heaven, as soon as he was ascended back forth to where his father was, that the father would send the Holy Spirit. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, the church would then begin to see miracles, signs, wonders, gifts of healing and miracles will begin to follow. And Scott, we should have those in operation in our life. Unfortunately, we don't see that much anymore. If you go to church today, if you do see a church that has people that lay hands on people and pray, which that even seems to be hard to find these days. But if you do go to a church that has people go before the altar and get hands laid on and pray, there are so many times, Scott, that people come to church and they leave the same way and the gifts of healing and miracles are not operating like they were in the book of acts have you noticed that yourself oh yes i've noticed that all too well i don't know how far we want to go into this but you are exactly right one of the reasons i love the series that we're on right now is because we are dispelling the rumor the myth the false doctrine that these things that these gifts died out with the apostles. There's a prevailing myth out there portrayed by these man-made denominations uh, that, you know, that was for the 12 and that was to start the gospel. And then they died out. And that's a quick, convenient excuse because we don't want to pay the price that we are supposed to pay as leaders and preachers and ministers of the gospel. We don't want to pay that hard price to get in the spirit and walk in these gifts. But I love what you said because there's nowhere in the Bible that states that belief that they were supposed to die out. But in essence, what you just said, these signs are going to follow them that believe. And Charles, they're for us today. These gifts, that's what I love about this. And we're dispelling that. I'm going to hand it back to you. But absolutely, I see this problem go on a lot. And, and just to say this too, Charles, it's, it's because of our uncomfortableness to hand over the reins to the spirit to walk in these gifts that yep. these denominations have been created to satisfy, to pacify our inability to follow the spirit. And I don't know how far you want to go, but I'm going to stop before I go further. So I'm going to hand it back to you. Well, we're definitely going to get there. We're going to talk about not only the lack of miracles and healing, but the abuse that we've seen from so-called ministers that had a healing ministry or a miracle ministry that went around and and we we know that there have been we there have been frauds scott there have been fakes Mm -hmm. there have been phony people that go around and proclaim to have healing and the gift of miracles and all we had were smoke and mirrors and it caused a lot of skepticism in the body of christ and, it, you know, just like the Bible says that the enemy would sow into the, to, to the body of Christ his own wolves, his own liars, his own snakes, his own den of thieves. And they would go about and they would destroy the word of God and make it unaffected by lies and cheating. And we know that that has had a lot to do with why we don't see miracles and healing in the word of God uh, in our own lives today. But I wanted the listeners to know that these things still happen. You may mm-hmm. not have witnessed to them like you should be, but they still happen. And I know I mentioned Jesus and there would be a lot of people that would say, Scott, well, of course the Lord did it. He was God made flesh. Of course he went around being 
uh, healing people and, and, and working miracles. But I want them to know, but the disciples that followed Jesus did it as well. I mean, there's stories in the Bible, like in the book of Acts, chapter 3, where the man that laid at the gate of the temple lame, and John and Peter came and visited the temple and they saw the man lame laying there and Peter said silver and gold have I none but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus rise and walk and the man stood to his feet and walked that day Scott not only yep. did Jesus walk in gifts of healing and miracles but Peter did as well and also Paul I mean Paul the apostle we know that he did, the Bible declares in Acts chapter 19 that it said God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul and that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs and aprons that he had laid his hands on and when they touched these sick people, it said diseases departed from them and evil spirits went out from them. So see, Scott, we have the anointing not only in Jesus' life and in his ministry, but the anointing of healing and miracles also was in the life of Peter and Paul. And we could go on and on about these examples, but I just wanted to give a few examples from the word of God to the listener that these were never to have ended in the book of Acts, mm -mm. that these were never to have stopped, but they were to have kept on becoming the witness just like God saying he bore witness with his church. Jesus bore witness with his church by signs and wonders and miracles and healings that what was being proclaimed from the pulpit was the truth of God. What was being said was the truth of God. The gospel, Scott, is a gospel of freedom. Uh -huh. and, what kind of, and what kind of freedom? I know that a lot of people would say, well, salvation is freedom. It's freedom from sin. It's freedom from eternal damnation in hell. But you know what, Scott? God did not only come to set us free eternally, but he came to set us free in our everyday life. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly in whom the son sits free is free indeed. And Scott, we're supposed to walk not only in spiritual freedom, but we're supposed to walk in mental freedom and in physical freedom. But unfortunately, because of the lies of the enemy, because of frauds and charlatans who have come along and abused the gifts of healing and miracles, then the church, by their skepticism and agnosticism, they have left off these gifts and they have no longer functioned like they should in the body of Christ today. And we have a lot of people who when they see healing ministers on TV, Scott, and I've done it myself, I will admit, I will not be someone to stand here and point my fingers at other people, but I will admit that I have seen healing ministers on TV who have laid hands on the sick and they have recovered or miracles have been wrought. And I myself was skeptic and said, well, was that pe person really sick? Mm -hmm. Was that person really hurt? Was that person really given a miracle or was that just an act? Was that just another fraud? And Scott, this kind of perpetuation of sin 
and lies from the enemy has done its damage to where we do not see gifts of healing and miracles like we should anymore. Well, we bring it, bring it back to Jesus. I mean, you went, you went straight on to, to just men to just, I, I mean, we want to label these people apostles and lift them up on some kind of pedestal, but they were just men that God had anointed. Essentially. I, I'm sorry. I, I know that might make some people mad, but Peter was just a man. Paul was just a man. And, and I want to point out the fact you said Paul, uh, God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul by murder. See, and here, here's the problem. A murderer wrought these miracles. Yeah. And, and yep. today's, you know, I don't care what kind of background you're coming from. I don't care what you've done in your past. When God decides to anoint somebody, and I don't know why I'm saying this, but somebody needs to hear it. When God decides to anoint somebody to do something, he's not worried about your past. He's worried about what your hands are going to do for him right now. And he will anoint somebody like a murderer. And here's our problem, Charles. And I'm saying this with tears. I don't know why, but somebody needs to hear this. Is Today's church has failed to recognize when one of these people moving in these gifts has that anointing because the church wants to propagate the lie that they've got to look a certain way. They've got to come from a certain background. They've got to be coming out of their mother's womb so squeaky clean and done absolutely nothing wrong and part their hair on the side a certain way and look like this for God to touch somebody like that. And I'm reminded quickly that of the day that Samuel went to anoint a king and he's looking on all those guys, how big and burly and strong and handsome they are. They look like kings. And God kept saying, nope, that's not it. And when he finally came up on this ruddy looking little skinny young boy that didn't look like he was going to mount to nothing, God said, there's my man. And you see, he looks on the heart. He looks on the heart. You might have been a murderer, but if you've got a heart for God, don't think for one minute that you cannot be anointed for service to carry these gifts. And Charles, today's church cannot recognize that because if it don't come from a certain way, if you don't come from the Ph.D. school of thought, then it's not accepted. And we've missed out on opportunities when people who were anointed, they might have been dirty before, but the Holy Ghost has made them clean and made them anointed and made them powerful and walking in these gifts. And, and they won't accept it. And just like Jesus, let me bring it back to Jesus. Jesus went to a town where he could do no miracle. Oh, the Son yeah. of God, the Son of God, because a lie had been perpetrated by the enemy that he's just a carpenter's son. He's nothing. And they couldn't believe because of the lie perpetrated. Jesus walked out of a town and did nothing. And see, that's what the shape we're in today. I'm going to hand this back to you, but that's the shape we're in today. Would you agree? Absolutely, Scott. You have hit on so many points that I want to reiterate. But you pulled out the very scripture that was laid on my heart. I pulled it up just as you were talking. It's Matthew chapter 13. It's the story of when Jesus went to his own hometown and because they knew Jesus so well and they, like you said, was they said, was this not the carpenter's son? We Mm. saw him grow up in front of us. We know all about him. We don't think he looks the way he should. He don't he don't fit the bill the way we think he ought to fit. He don't line up the way that we think he ought to line up. So it does say exactly that in Matthew 13 and verse 58, 
that he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Mm. Scott, today, the problem in the body of Christ today, there are many listeners that I dare say, Scott, that are listening to this podcast right now that have went to church all their lives and may not have seen one supernatural healing or one miracle. And it's not because that God is dead or to God quit doing miracles and healings. It's not because that what worked in the book of Acts no longer works now. It is simply because of our unbelief, Scott. Yes. Yes. Our unbelief has caused us to lose these gifts and these gifts no longer in operation, just exactly for the same reason that Jesus wasn't able to do many miracles in that hometown is because of the people's unbelief. Remember how I said, Scott, that the first gift of the spirit, the word of wisdom leads to the word of knowledge and the word of knowledge leads to faith and Mm. great faith then leads to miracles and healing. And the reason that we don't see many miracles in healing today is because our faith is so small. It is not supernatural. It has not reached the level that it should because we have neglected all of the gifts of the spirit in our lives. Now, Scott, that's one thing that I wanted to mention was the exact same scripture that you were speaking on of how Jesus couldn't do many miracles in that town because of the people's unbelief. And that's the same problem that we face today. Another thing that I wanted to mention was, as you were talking, Scott, one word kept coming forward over and over and over again, the word anointing. Mm, Yes, yes. Now let's talk. Oh, and I feel I feel the witness of the spirit because this is why. We don't see miracles in our household anymore. This is why the church no longer sees gifts of healing operating anymore. It's because there is an absence of anointing. The Bible says that it is the anointing that destroys the yoke of the enemy. The Bible declares it is by the anointing that Jesus did his ministry and proclaimed and he was able to do the miracles and the healings that he did is because he was anointed. It said that God went about that. Jesus went about healing. He was anointed of God. Matter of fact, he read that scripture when he went to the synagogue that first time. And he said, in your ears is this scripture fulfilled that the anointed one, he would <laughs> anoint one and he would go about doing all these miracles and healing. Scott, the anointing is what is missing from today's church, from our own lives. That's why we don't see the healings and miracles that we used to. Now, Scott, I have been a witness to this. I have been a witness to the anointing. I have been a witness. You know, I know a lot of the listeners are talking are listening to us right now are saying, well, it's easy to read the Bible and believe it. We saw the miracles that Jesus did in the word of God. We even will accept the fact that miracles and healings were wrought by the disciples, that Peter healed people, that Paul healed people, that miracles were wrought by Peter and Paul, but they don't see it in their own lives. But Scott, I am an eyewitness to healing and miracles. Yes. When the anointing of God is present, and I believe you are too, I would like for us to share 
couple of those stories just so that the listener knows that we're not talking about something that only happened 2000 years ago, but I have been an eyewitness to healing and miracles myself. Scott, I know you have a story, but I want to share one that I know of right now of a healing that I saw take place in my own life. I was a very young man. This was even before I had began called in before I had been called into the ministry. I was a very young man. I was in my teens and I was working in a market and a family member of mine came into the market one morning on his way to work. And Scott, he was limping because he had been in an accident at work that injured his foot and his foot had set up gangrene and they were going to have to amputate his foot and part of his leg because of the gangrene that was set up in his in his body and Scott I saw my uncle limping and I was seized with compassion and I said God in in my heart I said God would you heal him and the spirit of the Lord spoke to me Scott and he said Charles if you will fast and pray I will heal him (laughs) and I began to fast and pray Scott and I began to seek God and after a certain amount of days I'm not going to brag about how long it takes. It's not a formula. It's not X amount of days equal healing or X amount of time in prayer equals this. It was my faithfulness to God's word. Yeah. When God gave me a mandate and I obeyed his word, the anointing showed up and Scott, I fasted and prayed until I felt the Holy spirit say, you have done it. I'm going to heal him. And Scott, praise God. He healed my uncle, and my uncle did not lose his foot. Hallelujah. He did not have to have it amputated, and he walked until the day that he passed away. And Ooh. that was a healing that I saw for my very own eyes that God allowed me to participate in. So I know that the gifts of healing and miracles are still in operation. I know that they're real because I have been an eyewitness of them. Do you have any <laughs> stories, Scott, about this? I have one that I'll convince. I tell you, Satan hates this. He does not like it. It's dispelling the the rumor, the myth, and and rebuking the unbelief in people's lives because old little old Charles and little old Scott, we were were graced. We were blessed with seeing the Lord move, Charles, in in our life, in our lifetime. And, And I'll condense one real fast. But I was at a hospital and was there praying for another individual there and i had got to know this family who whose mother was there because she was in kidney failure and they were trying to find a kidney for her charles through the system that they could transplant and it was just not working out could not they they eventually make a long story short they they came upon one kidney that they transplanted in her that night and charles that kidney failed now the other one was already failing and they had tried all their medications. They had tried everything that they could do. They couldn't find another kidney, and all their medications failed. And they were basically telling this family, uh, you know, make your preparations and say goodbye. And uh, they were prepping her to, to go home. And, and my, you know, like you said, compassion hit me. And, and I, I just prayed out loud. I, I, there was a chapel there, and I said, Lord, would you please, would you do something for her? That's when the Spirit of the Lord, I heard speak to me, said, I'm going to show myself strong to this woman. Oh, I want yeah. you 
to pray for her. And now, Charles, make a long story short, we were at Vanderbilt Hospital. There were guards that were situated in that hospital at every uh, sick bay door there. You could not enter in unless you were a member of the family and had, you know, credentials, a member of the family. They wouldn't let you in. And I was not a member of this family. And and I said, Lord, if this is you speaking to me like this, yeah. if you're going to do this, then then I, I, I need a sign. You'll make a way where I can pass through those guards and not be stopped. Charles, I, I came upon my opportunity and walked into this woman's sick bay door and a guard standing there one like they didn't even see me. Looked like they didn't even see me. Walk right by them. I walked in there and I announced myself and I said, ma'am, God wants to touch you. He wants to heal you for his glory. This has happened and he's going to heal you if you will believe. And we're going to lay hands. We're going to pray. We prayed right there in Vanderbilt Hospital. I, I left, Charles. I prayed. I did what I was supposed to. I did everything and said everything I was supposed to say as the Spirit Lord told me. And I walked out. I found out later that she was going home that the kidney had turned around and started functioning by, wow. the, by the glory of God when it should have died, when she should have been a dead woman. And she was returning thanks for the prayer to me. This is how I knew it happened. The doctors didn't understand it. The doctors were perplexed. Of course, we know it was by the miracle of God that that kidney <laughs> that was dead came back to life. And, and she went on. She, she uh, lived in Memphis. As far as I know, she lived out of the rest of her days not one kidney problem whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> so, man. you know, it, it's the power of God. I know you've got another one you want to tell. Oh, Scott, I've got a wonderful, I've actually been reminded while you were talking about a kidney, about my grandfather, who I was going to bring up because this man has seen more than one miracle from God in his life. Let me tell you about him. My grandfather was an old coal miner. He worked in the coal mines and while he was in the coal mines, there was a cave in and the rock, a great big rock fell on him and crushed his back and his spine. Now, Scott, at the time that it fell on his back, it crushed both of his kidneys Jeez. and he should have died very shortly because both of his kidneys were crushed beyond repair. But when they got him to the hospital, they found out something, Scott. They found out that he had been born with four kidneys. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> and, two, and listen to this. Two of the kidneys that he had had laid dormant in his <laughs> life. The whole time that he was a child through his teenage years, all the way <laughs> through manhood, Two of the kidneys lay dormant, never had activated, never had done any work. But the minute that his primary kidneys were smashed, his other two kidneys started functioning right off. <laughs> and, and they said, had he not been born with an extra set of kidneys, he would have died. Now, Scott, there there's go. the first miracle. <laughs> yep. Now, as a result of this cave-in, my grandfather was paralyzed and unable to walk. And for 30 something years, he laid in a bed <laughs> and my grandmother took care of him. Now, Scott, I was very young and I was going to an old assembly of God and we were having an old time revival. Scott, when I say old time, I'm talking about where 
the power of God was still in operation. The gifts of the spirit were still in operation and this revival was going on and the power of God was moving. Well, one night during this revival, they decided to bring my grandfather, the same one that was crushed by that rock and paralyzed, brought him into the church in a wheelchair. And Scott, the spirit of God started moving and people were praising God. The spirit was falling on people. They were being filled with the Holy Ghost. They were speaking in tongues. They were being healed. And so, and a woman who believed God walked up, took my grandfather by the hands lifted him up out of the wheelchair and he began to walk something years. <laughs> and God, I saw it with my own eyes. So see, this is not stories that I have just read in the Bible. And I want the listener to hear me. I have been eyewitness to miracles. I've been eyewitness to healings. The gifts of the healing and miracles are suspended supposed to be an operation in the body of Christ today. Now, Scott, the reason that they are not is simply because of what we said earlier. Unbelief. Unbelief yes. has caused the anointing of God not to be present in our services any longer. Yes. And like I said before, I dare say that some of the listeners listening to us may not have ever been a witness to healing may not have ever seen a miracle in their lives. But, Scott, they have to make a choice whether they believe the stories that are coming out of the Bible that we shared, and they have to they have to ask themselves, are Charles and Scott legitimate because they have just told about miracles and healings that have taken place that they have witnessed with their own eyes. Scott, these gifts can still be in operation in their own life Yes. If if the key word you said, if they will believe you told that woman in the hospital, if you believe God will touch you. God told me if I believed he would heal my grand or my uncle Scott mm -hmm. today. If they will not harden their hearts in the day of mm. provocation. If they is. will hear the voice of God speaking to them on this podcast and believe they will see the anointing returning to their own life, they will also be eyewitnesses of healing and miracles. Scott, because of great faith, healing and miracles will be the result. And because we believe the anointing will come back to life in our own lives, as a result of our belief. And Scott, it's not just having faith. It's living by faith. It's walking yes. in faith. A lot of problems that we have in our church house today is because people are looking at things such as love and faith and hope as nouns, states of being. And they're not nouns, they're verbs. Mm -hmm. Faith is an action verb. Love is an action verb. If all you have is dead faith that never acts, that never moves, that never lives, that never believes, then it doesn't amount to anything. If all your love is is something you talk about, but you have no demonstration of love, you have no acts of love to your brothers and sisters, then it's not real. Scott, 
The reason that we're not seeing the anointing is because we have forgotten how to put action in our faith, action in our love, action in our lives. God is not moved by words. He's moved by action. And faith, when it is acted upon, will stir God's heart. And just like he said about his believers in the Bible, these signs shall follow them that believe. Why did it follow them that believe? It's because their belief went farther than just words. Their belief went into actions. Their everyday life proved what they said they believed, they actually believed. Scott, today... We are losing the anointing. We are losing the gifts of healing and miracles because we no longer have faith as an action verb. We no longer believe with our lives. We only believe with our words. And it has taken its toll on the church today. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a reason why the Lord directed me to pray and he directed me because before we got on here, Charles, he told me what to do in that prayer time specifically. And there was a reason that he did that that way. It's exactly what you just laid out is let, let me go to the first point you brought out is our unbelief. And we, we are bad as people to focus on the problem and look straight at the problem. Now think about Peter for a second. I'm going to condense this. Think about Peter. As long as he looked to Jesus and looked nowhere else on that water, he walked on the water. Amen. As soon as he took his eyes off the master and started looking at the waves and the dark clouds and where he was at and what he was doing should be impossible in his mind, he started to fall and sink. And Charles, there was a reason God made me go a praise route is we have there, there's no way unbelief can live in praise. And when you're Amen. praising, when you're praising God, you're not focusing on your problem, on said problem in your life anymore. You're focusing on how big God is. You're starting to confess with your mouth. There's that action part of it. You're starting to confess with your mouth, and it's starting to creep into your soul and into your mind just how big a God you serve. And that problem that's tried to sit there and suck the very life out of you is going smaller and smaller and smaller till it's nothing. And Charles, I know if the people did what I told them to do, that they felt the change in the air. They felt the, the sensation of the spirit. They felt the moving. And, and this is what God is trying to get us to do is to put action on, on what we're saying, on, on what we're reading and what we're hearing. Put action to it. Begin to praise God for how big he is and what he can do. Don't don't sit there and, and start spewing out of your mouth how big your problem is and how it's going to take you out. Go back to what Charles just explained about the, the, the town that Jesus was in that could do no hardly any miracle whatsoever because of their unbelief. It's it's a it's an air of praise and it's an action. Charles, if Jesus and I'm going to lay it right here and give it back to you. If, if Jesus had to rise up, Jesus, son of God here, if he had to rise up in the morning early and go pray because he himself was subject to the rules and regulations of an earthly body. He put himself there. And if he was subject to that, he rose up early in the morning to place himself in the anointing. There's more action. He placed yeah. himself in the anointing in a position to be anointed. And then he went and did the things he was led to do by the Spirit. Again, I'm going to say a shocking thing here. 
if you're not reading your word, you're not seeing this, this is going to be a shocker to you. Jesus subjected himself and put himself in subjection to the same rules that we have got to go by. Yes. The problem is, is he did it perfectly. Now, we might make a mistake here, but he went under the same rules. He could not do anything unless the Spirit anointed him. The Holy Spirit anointed him to do it. Then he did it. And, Charles, this is what we've got to do with the action. We've got to begin to praise, confess out of her mouth, not the problem, but the problem solver, and put action mm. on what we've been doing. If Jesus has got to go pray and position himself, so do we. And we've lost that art. Would you agree? Absolutely. And I love what the Holy Spirit is doing. Not only has he identified the problem, Scott, with today's church and with our own lives and not seeing the gifts of healing and miracles in our own lives today, but he has not only identified the problem, but he has told us the answer. And the answer is, is to stop professing our problems and start proclaiming our praise to God. Oh, amen. And I loved what you said. You said unbelief cannot live in praise. Scott, you cannot doubt God and praise God at the same time. <laughs> amen. Amen. And uh, do you see what's going on here, listener? Do you hear with your good ear what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do? We spend so much of our time, Scott, when we go to God in prayer. And he, he does say this. He does instruct us in his word to bring your petitions to God, to cast your cares on him, to give him your needs, to let him know what your problems are. It says you do not have because you do not ask. So there's nothing wrong with letting God know what your problem is. Amen. There's nothing wrong with telling God what you need him to do. But before all of that, you must take the time to praise him. You must take the time to love on him. You must take the time to do exactly what we've been saying through this whole series. Cultivate that relationship with the Holy Spirit that Jesus had. God, I love what you said. Jesus followed the same rules that we have to follow. He walked the same road that we have to walk. Jesus said, follow him. Scott, he had to be filled with the Holy Ghost before he started mm. his ministry. Amen. He had to spend time in God's word. He had to walk away from the world and spend time in God's presence for that anointing to rest on his life. And if we would do this, if we would change the way we pray, if we would stop proclaiming our problems and not our praise to God, if we would take the time to start our prayers with praise, to start our, our time with God, with love on God and, and praise for who he is. And Scott, just like you'd said at the beginning of this podcast, you said before we pray about the problem, we're going to take a moment to praise God as if the problem had already been solved. Scott, that's what moves God is that kind of faith. Hallelujah. proclaiming the answer before we proclaim, we believe the problem. We know that God is already answer. And we, if we would change the way we pray, if we would change the times that we spend with God, if we would cultivate a relationship with the Holy spirit, the, the anointing that breaks the yokes, the anointing that develops and, and that the anointing that, makes and 
and forms and and creates that atmosphere that healing and miracles can work on. If we would cultivate that, if we would start to allow the anointing to create that atmosphere, Scott, we could witness these things more with our own eyes than we have in the past. I have to say, Scott, and sadly and truthfully, that when I saw these gifts of healing and miracles, they were in my youth, and I don't see them much anymore. And it saddens me because I know it's because of unbelief in the world, unbelief in the body of Christ, and unfortunately, my own skepticism and unbelief that I've allowed to cre- creep into my own heart. I question mm-hmm. I question if what I'm seeing is a miracle. I question if what I'm seeing is a healing. I pray. I say, God, I know you can, but I don't believe you will. And Scott, we have to be like that man that was blind that said, Jesus, (laughs) I know you can, and I believe you will. And Jesus said, I will. And Scott, that's the difference. There's a scripture that says that if anyone would receive anything from God, They must first believe that he is. That's the can part. And that he is rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's the will part. And a lot of us, we, oh, and I feel the spirit of God, Scott. I feel it on me. I feel it. I feel it on this podcast. It is the answer to my own prayer life. It's the answer to your prayer life, Scott. It's the answer to the prayer lives of those listeners who are listening to this podcast who have yet to witness and to see the miracles and healings that you and I have spoken of evident in their own lives is we have to go past the can part to the will part. We not only have to believe that God can, but we have to believe that God will. And Scott, when we get to that point, then we are going to see those miracles that Jesus spoke of. Then we're going to see those healings that the disciples themselves saw. We are going to see those things that we saw in our own use, Scott, back when we were young, happen once again. And I know we might not have a corporate revival. And I want to tell this to the listener now. We're not on this podcast because we're hoping and praying. Although God could. Our podcast is not designed and not aimed at the corporate body for God to come and to correct the church and get it back in shape. Ours is to identify those people who still have the faith and still have the ability to hear God's voice, to step out in faith, to allow God to use them in the gifts of the spirit today in their own individual lives. And listen, Charles, there comes a time. I love what you're saying right there. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but there comes a time right there, what you just said. We're not we're not trying to revive a corporate body of Christ. Even Jesus, this is going to be tough, but even Jesus said, let the dead go bury the dead. There comes yeah. a time, Charles, <laughs> when something that has gone too far ain't coming back. But Jesus is in the business of those that still have an ear to hear. You that are on the other side of this podcast, and and I hope you can feel my eyes looking right at you because I am. There's people on the other side of this podcast who has an ear to hear, who can still hear, Charles, what you're laying out and teaching. That's who God's after. And and I I believe, let me say this, and I'm giving it back to you. 
but I believe you just answered the reason why I kept talking about Paul and the murder. <laughs> you know, when you just said a moment ago about, I know God can, but would he? I know God can, but would he for me? If he will anoint a murderer to do what he did, he will anoint you. I don't think you get no bigger on the totem pole, and I don't believe in totem pole sins, but I don't think you get no more uh, flamboyant, if you will, on the totem pole than murder. And he anointed a murderer, a man who put many a Christian before he was converted to death for believing in Jesus. He did that, and yet many miracles were wrought by the hands of Paul. So let's dispel this right quick, and I'm giving it back to you. Whatever you've done in the past, gosh, this hurts me to say it. Lord, you're making me say it. This hurts me. But whatever you've done in the past does not matter. It's right here and right now and what he wants to do for your life. So, Charles, we're at this point now. Are we going to confess like Martha or are we going to confess like David? Now, you choose, listener, which one you're going to pick. What do you mean, Scott? Are you going to have the confession out of your mouth that says, I know you can do it, Lord, but on another day on the resurrection, I, I guess that'll happen. That That's just full of unbelief and doubt. Are you going to be like David who can stand and proclaim, he is my rock, he is my shepherd, I hide in the shadow of the Almighty, I can yes. walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and I don't have to fear any demons of evil, for I know he is with me and able. i, I got to calm down. But, but you see, which one are you going to do? Charles, let me hand this back to you. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I apologize. But, but oh, I think this I is what it. the Holy Spirit's doing. I know it is, and that, that's exactly what he was doing in this podcast is he showed up, Scott, at the beginning of the podcast, and what he did is he identified the problem, and then he told the listener the recipe for getting the problem solved, getting the anointing back in our lives, being witnesses to the gifts of healing and miracles once again is tackling our unbelief, allowing the anointing to come into our lives. And now, Scott, at the end of the podcast, he's putting the ball in our court and he's saying, now, what are you going to yeah. do with the truth? Yep. You've heard the problem. You've heard the answer. What are you going to do with it? Listener, are you going to you going to turn this podcast off and say, oh, what a good word that was? Or are you going to challenge yourself? to rise up and believe God like they believed God? Are you going to begin to praise God as if your problem's already been solved? Are you going to approach God in your prayer time as if God has already answered your prayer? Are you going to believe not only that God can, but God that, that God will in your life? And that's going to be the difference between those who live life and live it more abundantly. That's going to be the difference in those who have the anointing that breaks the yokes and destroys the yokes of sin and of the enemy's devices. That's going to make the difference between whether you're going to be a hearer of the word or a doer, and you're going to be a witness and a testimony is going to spring from your own lips like it did from the lips of Scott and Charles. I have seen with my own eyes. God is real and God is true. Let me tell you what I've seen. Let me tell you what I've done. Scott, that's what the Holy Spirit is doing. He is challenging us to once again believe, if not corporately for our own individual life, will we see the anointing restored to our lives. We can, if we will believe that not only will he, that not only can God, but that God will. 
Scott, mm. in the last few minutes that we have, I want you to pray. Pray that the listener hears the challenge from the Holy Spirit. Pray that we grab a hold of this message, that we get a desire and a thirst to see miracles and healing return to our own lives, that we begin to believe that not only God can, but God will move in our lives, that if we dare to live faith, not only have faith, but to actively live in faith, live in love, live in hope, we're going to see the miracle-working, healing power of God in our own lives. Scott, would you pray that we make the choice to do that, that we change our prayer life, that we change the words coming from our mouths, that we begin to proclaim faith and stop professing doubt and unbelief and start believing in a God that can and will. Would you pray for us? Oh, Father, we thank you today for the word that you've given, for the challenge that you've put before us. Man, I still feel your presence in this podcast that you are challenging me, Charles, and everyone that will listen. God, that we've got to start coming to you with faith and praise and love and Lord, you, you, we know, we know, you know, the problem, Father, you know, everything that goes on on this planet every yeah. second. That's how powerful a God you are. Lord, what we're doing is we're reiterating a problem you already know about. Now, God, I know you like us to talk to you about everything. I know you want us to come to you and unload because you said your burden's easy and, and your load is light and you want us, you want us to give it to you. But God, we've got a huge problem. We've got a huge problem. We, we pretend give it to you in prayer and then we'll take it back up when we get off our knees and we're still looking at it and we're, and we're still fretting over it and we're still sweating on our pillow of the night over it. And that's not what you want. God, help us to come into your gates with praise and enter into your courts with thanksgiving. God, David had the secret. And, and I pray that you put it. In, in me, in Charles, in each listener, let us come into your presence loving on you so much you've got to get up off of your throne and love on us back. Let us get into that bit of praise. God, we pray in Jesus' name. And, Lord, let the listener know today, Lord, let us not have a Martha proclamation, but a David proclamation coming out of our mouth from now on. You are able. You are willing. God, it don't matter what's happened in our past, what we've done, what kind of wrong we've committed. God, you will move in every person's life if they will believe if they will act on that belief like charles has laid out if we'll make this noun a verb god we're going to see miracles if we'll make this noun a verb if we'll do yeah. what we've been told in this podcast and god i thank you today for this word i pray for every listener i pray it burns i pray holy spirit would you do me a favor holy spirit would you put this word in every person's heart burn <clears throat> sear into our soul this word charles scott and everyone that listens lord we need this this is bread from heaven and we thank you for it today we give you the praise i hope everyone i pray everyone receives this and i give you the glory jesus for it all in jesus name i pray and amen 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 thank you god for speaking to us today thank you scott for a wonderful prayer Listener, I hope you heard with your good ear. I hope you heard the challenge from the Holy Spirit to begin to proclaim God can and God will in your life and see the results of that proclamation in reality in your own life today. 
want you to help us, help us to get this word to others. Be a part of this ministry by sharing the word that you received. If you share this word that you received, you will lay up treasures in heaven for yourself. You will be a part of this ministry. You will help us help others make it home to heaven and see victorious living while we're on this side. And, uh, I want you to help us share this word, share it with your friends, share it on your Facebook page, share it on your social media, help us to get this word out. Also, we have other resources that you can use. We have a Facebook page, Cry of the Watchman. We have Instagram and Twitter that you can follow. We also have blogs that you can read. All of these will be linked in the show notes of this podcast. So take them and use them for your benefit. Use them for resources in your own prayer life. Begin to cultivate that belief and that prayer life that allows the healing and miracles of God to come alive in your life again. I want you to know that we are praying for you. If you have a prayer request, if you would like to have your name added to the list that Scott reads off of before we pray on these podcasts, feel free to do so by using our email address. If you would simply like to drop us a line of how much this is helping you, you would bless our hearts by doing so. If you'd like to just share a word, any kind of feedback, any kind of prayer request, it is simply, the, the email address is simply key underscore David underscore ministries at yahoo.com. We would pray that you would use that. It would bless our hearts so much. You would get a timely response. I keep my eyes on that email address. It is the prayer of the key of David. It is the prayer of the watchman of the wall ministries. It is my prayer. It is God's prayer that each and every person that is listening to this podcast begins to cultivate that relationship with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, begins to proclaim that God is a God that can and will, and repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand.